Jesus prayed. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundations of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Uh, Please be seated. And at this time I invite the young and young at heart forward for a special message.
staff at St. Luke's uh, with Wesley's consulate me on Friday. Uh, he's home and resting. And other than every four to six hours of pain coming up uh, in good spirits. So not only healing, but we see God with all life Yes.
this talk of Frosties and ice cream and cake. Goodness. <laughs> Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, be with us this day. Keep us and guide us and protect us from the wickedness of this world. May our joy and our song and our lives rest in you and the promise of your goodness. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before worship this morning, John opened my eyes to the irony of a uh, retired Department of Corrections officer reading a lesson about a jailbreak that was aided and abetted by the prison guard. So, you're still here with us. We know you didn't have any part in any of that. But what these stories, what your stories remind us is that God has made us to be together. I remember as a kid growing up, living on the farm, right? We didn't live in a, uh, a subdevelopment where people were uh, just three houses in a small area. You know, we had a little bit more space we had to cover to get to our neighbor. So um, being with our friends wasn't as simple as going out the door and walking next door and knocking. Uh, we had to coordinate a little bit and we had to actually drive uh, sometimes close to half an hour to, to see each other. So uh, I remember getting that feeling of excitement in my gut, knowing that someone was coming over where we could play or hang out. Um, almost like Christmas morning, this feeling of uh, joy and expectation and wonder, waiting for the fun to start, knowing that it was coming, just not being quite so sure when it would get there. But as we've shared the same is true in other circumstances of life. I'm not sure about you, but um, I get that same feeling in the pit of my gut when I feel like something's about to go wrong. And that same sense of expectation and wonder leads not to joy, but to fear and anxiety, knowing that bad news is coming, but not being entirely sure when or how It'll get here. And somehow in between those two feelings of joy and anxiety, we find where the author of the book of Revelation has left us this morning uh, as we hear from the closing words of the book. Hear the words of Jesus himself spoken and recorded from John the Revelator. See, I am coming soon, says the Lord. My reward is with me to repay According to everyone's work, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. For us as people of, of hope and faith, these words are both a source of great joy and anxiety. Joy that the Lord has promised to return, to wipe away every tear from every eye, to crush down finally the powers of sin and death and despair that plague this world. To bring us together with all the saints, the holy ones of God, whom we're called to be together with, into the joy, the joy of life eternal. 
But those same words are, are anxiety-laden in the sense that this promise of Jesus has no timetable. When will he return? What day? What hour? How much longer? How much longer must we endure the pain of sickness, the distrust in our neighbor's eyes, the fear of disease and death? We won't know the day or the hour until it's done and over with, and and the not knowing can drive many of us insane. And so that's what we're left with. A sense of joy in the coming of Jesus, an anxious longing for it to come upon us now. We live in, in the meantime. And that tension defines our life of hope and trust in the promise of God to be faithful. So what is it that carries us through that meantime? We find it here in the same passage. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let everyone who hears say, Come. Let everyone who is thirsty, Come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life, take it as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. Let it be so. We worship a God who has called us to do one thing. Come. Come, Abraham, get up and go to a land that I will show you. Come, Moses, bring my people out of slavery and into the land that I promised to their ancestor. Come, shepherds and magi, to see the newborn king born to a virgin, the savior of my people Israel. Come, my disciples, my friends, and I will make you fish for people. Come, you fearful, grieving servants of God. You seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, but is risen. Come, come and see where they had laid him. The invitation to come continues throughout the time of Scripture and meets us in life with a sense of urgency and purpose like never before, each and every day. Come to the waters of baptism. Receive Jesus' assurance of eternal life and forgiveness. Come to the table and receive bread and wine, Christ's body and blood given and shed for us. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And be strengthened by these gifts to go out into the world and tell everyone that you know and everyone that you meet, come. We worship the God who who calls us and invites us to do one thing, but who invites us to do so in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of love and mercy and hope. That we won't only receive the gifts of new life and salvation ourselves, but that we'll be equipped to share them with a world that needs to know. That needs to know the power of God's love 
made real for us. Let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water as a gift come. Come, bask in the light of the bright morning star, the one who drives away the fear of death that thrives in the darkness of the world. Come, not to just this place of worship on a Sunday morning, but come to the God who has gathered us together. Come to be alongside people whom God has given us to love and to cherish and to know. Come, come and be filled with the good things that God knows we need to live life fully and joyfully. Come and receive comfort in our grief, fellowship in our loneliness, peace in our anger and frustration, and hope in our hopelessness. This is what the church is. As we take the gifts of God into a hungry world and invite it to come and see this kingdom that God is making known among and around us. God made us to be together. And we say to everyone, come. And in return, we look, we look to the end of the age and ask the same thing of God. Come, Lord Jesus. Come be with us in the joys of our life as we celebrate all that you've blessed us with. Come, Lord Jesus, be with us in the trials of our days that we know through your, you and your church that we are not alone and our hopes for a future rest in you. Come, Lord Jesus, be a guide to us that we may be your hands and your feet in this world, guiding others to be washed of their shortcomings, satisfied with your blessings, and filled with the glory and life of your Holy Spirit. Come. And so with, with anxious joy for the days to come, we look to the horizon and we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.